everyone. Welcome back to Christian's Colloquy. As you can see, I am not alone. I'm joined by my friend Connor. Connor, how are you doing? I'm good tonight. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I'm very excited to have you back on. For those who don't recognize Connor, he's been on the channel before. In the description, I will have a link not only to the interview we did with Connor on Lutheranism, which was fantastic, but I think Connor will also have a link to uh, your network and podcast. So I think uh, one of them is a bone and blood or blood and bone you'll have to one of my podcasts is blood and bone blood and bone okay i do many things i wear many masks many faces right wonderful and and i believe there is a a network website that brings it all together so we will people please check that out in the description but connor before we dive into tonight's topic which we're both i think incredibly excited for why don't you just either remind people or let people know who you are and what you're about Sure. Yeah. So last time I was on uh, your your podcast, your channel here, there was uh, I was uh, just a vicar, a, a little preformed pastor, not even out out of the pastoral womb yet. And uh, now I speak to you as uh, Pastor Connor, or as my Oriental Orthodox friends who come to my Bible studies for some reason call me uh, Father Connor. Uh-huh. And uh, so yeah, I'm a I'm a, a human father of a human son, and I guess a spiritual father as a pastor as well. Um, of a Lutheran congregation here in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. Um, I, uh, I also run with some other folks, another pastor and a seminary student, a multimedia network, a Lutheran one, uh, half for our synod, half for fun. And that's Transcendent Truth Media Network. And we have lots of podcasts there, lots of articles and so on, and uh, some upcoming book releases and a, and a little uh, publishing house we've got going there so uh yeah you can find uh, all the things we do and uh enjoy those things that we do so uh but but yeah i'm very glad to be here speaking about this important issue with you christian oh wonderful that that's great and i hope everyone will check out uh transcendent truth down below i will make sure to have a link so people if you're interested in what lutherans are up to what they're doing especially in canada that might be something people are interested in check that out. And I will also mention that Connor and I, uh, we have quite a friendship. Uh, We've known each other for, oh, the pandemic's been going on for a while. So at least a few years now and hanging out online, talking theology and church life, it's always encouraging. So uh, it's great to have you back on. But Back since 2017. Back since 2017. Wow. Went to rival alma maters. That's right. Uh, Heritage and TBS. That is, wow, time flies. Time really does fly. So (laughs) But uh, Connor, we got some uh, important stuff to talk about tonight and something, a topic we were briefly chatting before recording that this is an issue that Christians often hear about, think about, but maybe don't realize that's something they should think about more often or perhaps with greater urgency or diligence. But we're going to be talking about ethical stewardship, and that's a bit of an overarching term, as we will discuss, that speaks to the environment, it speaks to animals, it speaks to personal health, but We want to just introduce it now, maybe share a bit about why we're interested in this topic and maybe give a bit of an ad to you, the audience, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, just sort of let you know why you most likely, if you're listening to this as an evangelical Christian or a person in a conservative Christian church or circle should be interested about uh, ethical stewardship and the various topics. So this is an intro episode to a series that might be three to six episodes, but we're going to get started now. And Connor, I will ask you just briefly, could you perhaps define or give us a a brief synopsis of what we're talking about when we say ethical stewardship? 
Yeah. So, so here's the here's the thing, right? When when we begin the conversation about ethics as conservative Christians, whether you're Protestant, whatever flavor of that you are, whether you're Catholic or Orthodox or whatever you fancy, um, it tends to go uh, on in our world, in the conservative Christian world, specifically to three things: um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, more or less, right? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Did you log into the website you're not supposed to log into, right? Did you do, did you smoke the thing you weren't supposed to smoke or drink the thing you weren't supposed to drink? And nobody is really talking about a lot of those bigger things that we see that God truly cares about, not only in the New Testament, but especially in the Old Testament. It's littered with social justice. It's littered with environmental justice. I mean, that, like the, the concept of justice, goodness, virtue, life, all of these things come together to build um, the ethical stewardship that we are to take into our hands and live out in reality. And this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, mm. where God gave to Adam dominion over all things, over the land, yes, over the animals, over the fish, over the birds, over his fellow man. And um, we've really lost that, my friend, in conservative Christianity on the right. The left oddly has it, um, but they have it in such a, I would say, a warped way, especially in that they get a lot of things right. But then on those on those three things of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they get it so wrong. And what we really want to do is understand not only how these things relate to one another, but really fleshing these things out, looking at what we're missing and the root question of the why does any of it matter? What does all of it come down to? Where's all of it going? And at base level, this is all about life, love, goodness, and virtue, which is the the, the character the holiness, the goodness of God reflected in his creatures here on earth. So that's really what we're talking about. If you really wanted to narrow it down, uh, what what you originally asked me to be speaking about on these episodes, it's, it's really veganism. But um, veganism as, a, as an ethic flow or comes from and flows out into this greater Christian ethical worldview of how can I be pro-life in every circumstance? How can I be anti-death? How can I exude virtue and life and goodness and abundance and all of these great hippie words, right? How can I bring peace and the kingdom of God here now, right now in a very tangible way in, in, in economics, in, in food, agriculture, business, charity, every single thing that we do, buying mm. fair trade coffee, right? All of these things our ethical stewardship, because as we all know, God has given us dominion. He has made us stewards of his creation of the earth. We failed there of the animals. We failed there of our economics. We fail there of our fellow man. We fail there. Right. And so what this is really doing is going back to a cry that we I think we got it right. Maybe a few hundred years ago, especially when the evangelicals were doing things like getting rid of slavery, um, uh, especially critiquing the sugar industry, if you're aware of any of that stuff. And like why that was taken. And then someone said, this is just for the leftists. This mm. is just for the progressives. Or they did it maybe a little bit better than we did. And so we said, well, I'm not going to do any of it then. I'm going to do just the things that I excel in. And we've really lost the money there because it's not just something we can do. It's something we're commanded to do. It's something that we need to do. And it's something that as people who are created by love, 
to love for love need to be doing, right? Right, Connor, that was beautiful. And I encourage people, there was so much there at, by way of intro. If you need to play that back, please play it back. That's the perfect introduction to what we're talking about. And just to maybe highlight a few things there that I think are just so critical when we think of this topic as we approach it, people, I think you're right, immediately associate that with the progressive left. But what you're calling it here and what you're calling us to, Connor, is the fact that so much of what we're about to talk about, all of it, I would say, is really going back to what God says in the Bible, where uh, an example might be, you, you brought up going all the way back to Genesis with Adam, but right now I'm reading the Psalms and I could say, you read the Psalms and the way it puts the, the my Dr. Valencourt at Heritage would often say, and I'm sure many others do, that the Psalms put the theology of the Old Testament into verse, into prayer, into him. And when you read the Psalms and you pay attention, how much of it is a call to righteousness and to care for the oppressed, to care for creation and recognize God as creator, to bring justice and all those buzzwords that are often associated with the left and progressive uh, Christians and stuff we don't want to be about, but it's right there in the Psalms. And I think those are God's buzzwords. Those are God's buzzwords. If we're going to be about holiness and that's in there, we got to be about justice. If we're going to be about grace, we have to be about caring for the oppressed and the poor that that's in scripture. And in terms of history, I hope people heard that as well. This is, it might seem novel now, but if you're an evangelical listening, which if you go to my church or in my circles, you likely are recognizing that, as Connor mentioned, those same evangelicals who were fighting against the slave trade, they were critiquing the sugar industry and those colonial practices often that were based on just pure greed and uh, licentiousness. But then also the first uh, societies that were against animal abuse in the Industrial Revolution, those were evangelicals who are forming the ranks of those. This is something where we're not being novel. We're actually being quite historical in, I believe, both of our traditions here uh, uh, as conservative Protestants. So, Connor, that is a wonderful introduction. I think people should be interested. And by way of pointing to the future, we're going to have episodes unpacking each of those topics you mentioned in in terms of the environment, animals, personal health. But again, we're also going to be digging into scripture. So we're going to have an episode perhaps on a general history of the topic, uh, uh, the history of the church on the topic, but then also we're going to get into the biblical history and witness. So we're going to have a lot we're going to unpack. This might be a project across the summer, but for the remainder of this episode, Connor, I think that now it might be appropriate to get people interested, to help people know where we're coming from. Just briefly share a bit about ourselves in terms of how did we get here to this point where we feel it's a good and perhaps even necessary thing to raise awareness about these issues. So Connor, we first were talking about veganism. I was sharing how I'm getting more and more into the plant-based diet. You shared that you were a vegan for quite some time now. Uh, Why don't you briefly share about how you got into this and perhaps why you got into this? Yeah, it's for me, it's an interesting case because while that has been the vast majority of my adult experience, um, even before I was an adult, I um, first uh, started living as a vegan when I was, I think, 16 or 17. Wow. Um, during high school last year, um, something happened. I, I don't know what it was. The doctors never figured out what it was, but I, I wasn't able to eat any animal products or anything until I, I realized I could eat things that weren't animal products, um, mm. especially, especially fruits and vegetables. Um, for like a whole year, I was able to later on, but um, yeah, that's that's why I did it eventually. 
but then when I, you know at doing that you get i guess sucked into the movement and um there is really just to to not to spare you a lot of the hippie stuff i, w- I would really just say it's a vibe right it is right. really when you when you are with um a group of people living in a culture that is focused upon not committing harm unnecessarily against creatures that are below you that rely on you that cannot escape you that are victims of your system um that really tends to change you and mm-hmm. so i didn't go into the veganism or you know whatever uh, ethically at first but it really does it really did leave its mark on me and um at the end now on the other end yeah it's a hundred percent ethical um my intentions that it are and i suppose i would even say you know going into it originally for health reasons if you told me now it was not as healthy and i i believe it is more healthy for you than eating animal products i would do it anyways um at the cost of my own health, because as I said, it's really, if you really want to um, dive into and live in, I I guess, a life imprinted with the love of God, there, I, I, I hardly see any other way to do it. Any, any way that is any better than living in a way that avoids unnecessary harm to creatures below you who rely on you, who are so often victims of your system of well really just manufactured slaughtering machines to, mm. to, to put it in, in that way is that's really what what is happening um and that of course flows out of and it's so connected to things that we so often take for granted as ethical necessities giving money to the poor taking care of the orphans and the widows why do we do these things why does god care about whether we do these things why does he do these things and what are we doing when we do these things? And it really is nothing more than um, mercy and grace and love toward those who are below you. That's really all that it is. It's not that they're going to pay you back. The animals will not pay you back. But it's you as the one over them, as the steward, as the one who has dominion, uh, bringing care and love and all of that. And so a steward is not, you know, we see this, um, oh, gee, it came up in the, in the lectionary recently. I'm kind of forgetting it now. Uh, no, maybe it's in Ezekiel. Ah, that's it, Ezekiel, where Ezekiel is speaking of the um, the shepherd who is uh, not treating the lambs correctly. Do you remember this one, Christian? And so he is um, mistreating the lambs. He's supposed to be pastoring the lambs, shepherding the lambs, caring for the lambs, but instead he just uses them for their meat. He chops their heads off and so on. And mm. this is the way that so we go through life coasting by not even thinking about it and whether you come to different ethical conclusions that's that's a different case i suppose but so many of us don't don't even care to think about it all we really care to do is live in the way that is status quo and the problem with that is that status quo in a fallen world is fallen it's riddled with sin it's riddled with oppressive institutions toward other human beings, toward the land. Yes, God cares about land and toward animals. And yes, God cares about animals. Mm. So at at the end of the day, it really comes down to the question of, um, does it matter whether we unnecessarily kill an animal or not? And Mm. I think the answer that it doesn't matter is so completely antithetical to the Christian worldview that it shouldn't come out of our mouths or it shouldn't cross our minds. Mm. But uh, yeah, for me specifically, yeah, it started as a health thing, and then it ended as a, as an ethical thing. 
um, which is very much tied to my faith. Mm. And uh, I, one of the things I would add there, though, is when you take that and put it into a Christian worldview or a Christian life, specifically as one who represents a Christian church like a pastor, you have some difficulties. For example, like if, if, if I go to a, a parishioner's home or a visit and they hand me a piece of meat, yes, I eat the piece of meat, right? I do it. Right. I, don't, I don't want to, but I do it um, so as to not offend them. You also have to deal with the issues of, and we're going to speak about this in a latter episode, but in the Bible, you have a history of the slaughter of animals. You have a history of the eating of animals. And that's something to wrestle with. It's not something to uh, shy away from. But it's, it's a lot of this, though, it does come down to recognizing the meta narrative of Scripture, recognizing what sin is, what sin has done to this world, living in the world um, as one who is simultaneously just and sinner, and then trying to restrain that sin and bring the kingdom of God to bear on this world. So, mm. yeah, but I, I'm really interested in your in your story here, Christian. Yeah, no, Connor, thanks for sharing that. And I think that that's a helpful introduction for people to hear how someone could get to this conversation and the practical realities, but then the ethical and spiritual and theological reflection that bridges into that. And before getting to my story, I will just briefly share with people, as Connor was alluding to, again, I will say this is a series and we are going to get into the nuances, the nitty gritty, and we're going to really talk about some of those issues. And I, I think there's going to be common objections that pop into people's minds. We're going to get into those and we're going to talk about it. And I would just ask that people come to this listening with an open mind and we might sound like hippies in this, but I think that's unfortunate where we're offering theological reflection and coming from conservative Christian perspectives where this is a place where perhaps the for the first serious time on Christian's Colloquy, at least in a while since perhaps the denominational series, I'm encouraging people to listen to people you might disagree with and recognize there's nuance, a diversity of thought, and a place where we can reflect together as brothers and sisters. So with that said, uh, just briefly how I got here, uh, for people who know me, and Connor, you've probably seen this quite a bit on my Facebook. I got into gardening in a big way uh, a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago. And uh, that was just on a whim, watching some YouTube videos about people gardening. But as you can imagine, when you start getting into gardening YouTube and gardening yourself, your recommended feed fills up with other stuff. So I became a bit more aware about sustainability, about farming practices, about why it might be good that people, if they're able responsibly and organically grow their own fruits and vegetables and thinking about the, the farming industry and how that might destroy natural environments and things like that. So for me, it came more along the lines of I began thinking about sustainability, my footprint, as people would talk about uh, business practices. So I was thinking about the economics of it all. And it was as I was heading down that trajectory. So I was considering things like raising my own chickens for the sake of knowing typically how chickens are raised or animals are raised in uh, cruel conditions or you're not sure what they're putting into them. I would like to have my own ownership where I know the animals could be raised well and responsibly. So I was thinking along those lines. And then uh, a few short months ago, I met a girl and this is where people might roll their eyes, but uh, who happened to be a godly Christian woman, but also a vegan who uh, was not just a vegan, but also very active in the vegan world as a Christian. But uh, for her, a large part of it was exploring her West African heritage and cuisine. So that was a big part of her life. And she was sharing with me some of her ideas, just as I was 
sharing some of my ideas. And as we were talking, I began to see not only why someone might become a vegan, but why there might actually be some practical benefit and why that might better reflect uh, responsible and I guess historic eating food systems and that sort of discussion. And I will also mention practically like you, Connor, how it might've started with a health concern. One of the reasons why that I was a bit of a carnivore growing up is, and uh, family, friends, people close to me will know I had a ton of food allergies growing up where a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, I just wasn't able to eat either sensitivities or just anaphylactic issues, especially with seeds still on my medical alert, will say seeds. But as I met the, uh, this girl, and she began cooking for me, I had incentive to try foods again. And I realized that a lot of the things I thought I was allergic to, and probably was at some point, I actually grew out of those allergies. So out of nowhere, a lot of the foods I thought I couldn't eat in terms of vegetable and seeds, I could actually eat again, which, of course, opens up opportunities for plant based proteins, and of course, a wider range of food options. And at that point, that trajectory, I was already heading down in terms of sustainability and thinking about my footprint and responsible uh, food systems, all of a sudden I was able to eat those foods that actually support that sustainable lifestyle. And now I am quite early in that journey. I'm thinking about what that might look like and I will be upfront. I don't know if I will ever be a vegan. I uh, enjoy my Barbadian cooking, which includes a lot of chicken and fish and things like that. But perhaps that might be a place where I'm a bit more responsible and diligent and thinking about that and how much I consume. But mm -hmm. This is where this conversation is as much for me uh, as someone thinking about it as it is for our listener. And I think as we mentioned, this is why it might be where I'll, I'll have to talk to my girlfriend about this too, how we'll get into cuisine and perhaps how cultures historically have approached meat and uh, dairy products is a whole other conversation where so much gets into that. And Connor and I, I think the, I think the, oop, the blessing is for Connor and I that we're coming at it from a theological perspective and we're able to all we talk about uh, bring the word of God to bear and the history of the church to bear. So hopefully Connor will be offering a unique perspective as people who have theological minds and uh, well, you're a pastoring a church already. I'm an elder at a church, but seeking to enter full-time pastoral ministry one day, we can bring those concerns. But uh, Connor, I mentioned to you already, this is an intro episode. We don't want to go too long. We're recording on Zoom. I got the 10-minute warning. So I'll just ask you one more question, Connor, that hopefully will get people thinking, but at the same time, perhaps get people reflecting and looking forward to future episodes. But perhaps why do you think just very briefly, that conservative Christians are often neglecting this whole sphere of conversation. What, what do you think brings us to the point where we're right when it comes to the sex and the drugs and the rock and roll, but we are neglectful or we don't pay attention to when it comes to environmental issues or animal issues? What, what brought us to that point or what do you think in our broader culture brings us there? Yeah, what, so when, when you look at the historic development of especially Protestant ethics, the Catholics have done way better on this than we have. They don't have this problem. Mm. Um, is we, we, it, it really began with um, atonement theologies and the way things were preached and the way things went down from the great awakening to rationalism all the way up to the fundamentalist modernist controversy is sin became a thing you do and righteousness became the absence of the things you weren't supposed to do right mm. and so protestant ethics from the right wing 
ended up being, uh, again, about not doing those three no-no things, right? right? And that happened because of the way that the great, I, I like to call it the greatest sleepening, but the, <laughs> right, the way that went down and the way that um, all theology became bumper stickerized so that you, anyone could pull out their three-point um, cookie-cutter sermon at any time. You know, don't do this thing. Don't do this thing. You do this thing, and you need to be like the guy who didn't do any of these things, and then you can have these things wiped away, right? And um, it, it, it really became this myopic look at sin, righteousness, and forgiveness for doing those no-no things. Right. And what was lost there was the robust thing that the church had had for so long. And um, that was positive righteousness. Mm. And a lot of us in the Protestant right don't even know what positive righteousness is. Mm. And if you talk to a lot of conservative Protestants about what good works are, you know what you'll hear? Bible reading, church attendance, prayer. What does that do for the world? What does that do for anybody? What does that do for your neighbor? How is that, how is that a good work? As Luther would say, God doesn't need your good works. Your neighbor does. And the things, the Bible reading, church attendance, prayer, those are all things you do for God, right? As if you're put here to serve him. You're not God's butler. He doesn't need one. And you wouldn't be a very good one at that, right? And so uh, that's how we got there. But the, the, the real important thing is, how do we get back? How do we, how do we get back to understanding a positive righteousness? Lest we stay at this kind of, I did the three no-no things. I'm forgiven for doing the three no-no things. Now, what do I do? Do I just, is that it? Is, is, and that, it's almost like the, the, the caricature of the Lutheran law gospel thing, right? But I mean, I mean, really, really it is. And so we need to come back to an understanding of positive righteousness and being a light in this world. Um, it, it, it does not uh, consist of your church attendance. Mm. It doesn't even consist of your giving money to homeless people, which I know, right? I know that's not a whole lot of money. Nobody, no, nobody is tricked by you saying you gave it to me to a homeless man. So you're going to heaven now. That's not how it works. Right. So really, we really need to understand what it means to be people of God, to be people who love orphans and widows and are clothing the naked. Are we clothing the naked? Are we feeding the hungry? Are we doing and are we doing anything at all? Right. As one who sits on a church council and knows where the money goes. Let me tell you, we're not. Mm. Yeah? You're right. No, Connor, that, that is an exhortation. I think we needed to hear. And I would encourage people as they reflect on what you said, there are two ways of viewing what you and I are doing here. People can come away thinking, oh, it's a, a Baptist elder and a Lutheran pastor discussing veganism or other hippie issues. But I think if someone were to listen to what you said, what you will see here is a Baptist elder and a Lutheran pastor with a deep concern for us as creative people in God's creative world living responsibly with a mind for what God has said and how we can better serve our neighbor and do what God says in terms of loving our neighbor. So I hope that people will look forward to not just our ramblings, but our, our careful theological, biblical, and historical reflection as we approach these issues. And again, hopefully with an open mind, this is where it's so lovely. We have a YouTube comment section on these YouTube pages where if people have questions, if people please want to push back, 
get involved, let us know, and then we could truly have a conversation over the course of this summer. But I'm looking at the Zoom timer. We got four minutes. So I think, Connor, we got to close it here. And I will just say in advance, thank you, Connor, for being willing to take this on. Uh, this might not be the most popular thing I do on the channel, but it might be the most controversial. So uh, here we go. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you're uh, on the screen with me. But uh, Connor, I think I will let our audience go and say, I hope that everyone will join us here next time as we begin to dig into these issues. So take care, everyone.